finish for me, Frank? It's an easy operation. You can do it with your eyes closed. Maybe you'd like to try one with your eyes open for a change. Is everything all right? You're fine. All we have to do is keep the doctors away from you. This is MASH 4077 calling Chopper 17 Fox Able Charlie. Come in, 17 Fox Able Charlie. You suppose any of us will ever speak English again? I got nothing to trade. Just give trapping nurse. That's a deal. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Al. Hi. And Simon. Hi. Gentlemen. <laughs> Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 22, Smiling Jack. It's the 94th episode overall, directed by Charles Dubin, written by Larry Gelbart and Simon Muttner, originally aired on February 3rd, 1976, and the production code is G508. How's it going, Doc? I say he's going to have a boy. Nurse King says a girl. Lacerated artery. Yep. I thought so. That's easy. Did I tell you? Suit your scissors. Suit your scissors. Huh. Give him some nitrous oxide, Frank. Maybe we can get him to smile. You're both a couple of ghouls. You know, I got shots of every one of them that live. It's a thing. Like stepping on a crack. If I take their picture, they live. And like an idiot, I went to medical school. What's his name, babe? Corporal Howard Owens. I think he's a repeater. You're new here. Lieutenant Kathy King, Lieutenant Jack Mitchell. Why don't we step outside, Frank? Leave the young folks alone. See you around later, Lieutenant? Unless the war ends. How many will this make for you, Jack? 839. Dangerous Dan's got 842. I need three to tie. Oh, now that's disgusting. We're talking about the wounded he's brought back, Frank. Oh. Well, listen, is it too much to ask that we have just some normal procedure in here? I mean, really, the OR is not supposed to be some kind of coffee clatch where flyboys drop in to boast about their records, which those of us on the ground could give less of a hoot about, or to promote a nurse who is absolutely going on report at the very next smirk, or to stand around taking pictures of the wounded for their scrapbooks, for Pete's sake. And the plot summary for this episode, a chopper pilot with diabetes, dead set on bringing in the most wounded from the front to be the chopper pilot of the year, continues flying against the doctor's orders. What a naughty little boy. Snuck up. Jack Mitchell, son of a gun. Smiling Jack, I haven't seen you since the 121st evac. You look terrific, sir. So do you. Not a day older. Well, whatever I've got that's old falls away. Hair, teeth... <laughs> I brought a kid in to get patched up, and I had to say hello. Well, glad you did. Listen, you old scrounger, where can I get some streptomycin? I'm running low, and supply is still trying to get stuff to Valley Forge. I just might be able to lay my hands on a couple of cases. Great. I'll give you some... What can we spare right now? Uh, oh, we've got eight gallons of DDT, sir. Oh, then how about... Um... Oh, we've got a gross of tongue depressors. Didn't we get two cases of aftershave lotion? Aha. Uh-huh. The 8055th needs specimen bottles. I'll take a case. Uh, sir, we were going to use them for that. Oh, give them to them, Radar. 
We need the streptomycin. We'll improvise. Yeah, we'll finish, we'll finish the, letter. the letter later. You're welcome. Thank you. Colonel? Now that's a cigar. From MacArthur's headquarters. Havana. Actually, it's a dozen thin Cubans rolled together. Much obliged, Lieutenant. I'll save this for after dinner. On second thought, I'll have it for dinner. There you go. It's good enough for MacArthur. Well, probably develop an urge to walk on the water. What's this? Nothing. Isn't that where the Australian nurse scratched you? Just because I wanted to go home in her pouch. I patched that months ago. Who counts? Uh, sir, uh, there's only half a case left. Honest. You owe me. You still owe me for saying that was a battle injury. You aren't lying. Guest stars on this episode were Robert Hogan as Smiling Jack Mitchell. Ironically, Robert Hogan appeared in two episodes of the TV series Hogan's Heroes, whose main character played by Bob Crane is, yep, you guessed it, Robert Hogan. That's really crazy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we have Dennis Cord, who plays Corporal Howard Owen. Only 19 credits for Dennis, his last being in the 1984 film Angel. Alba Francesca plays Nurse Cathy King, and MASH was Alba's first screen acting role. She went on to have 11 more credits, sadly, including Quincy. <laughs> I'm telling you, when we're done with this MASH stuff, we need to, we need to do a podcast on Quincy. <laughs> oh, on your life. Well, I do like Quincy. <laughs> 124 over 82. Am I going to live? Another 50, 60 years tops. You certainly look in good shape. I could have had his physique. I turned it down. Ugh. Hold on one second, Jack. One more thing. What's this for? We're going to toast to Kaiser. Someone swiped our specimen jars. We were told to improvise. Do the best you can. Oh, come on. You've got all you need. Hey, hey, hey. Potter said a complete physical. It's on the house. Come on. Hey, listen. I'm not feeling this. Go get your two cents back in the bottle. What does Potter suspect, Jack? Save us all a lot of time. I take forever to heal. I'm always thirsty. Diabetes. The needle. You get a lot of practice. I only need it once a day, sometimes twice. Is that all? Well, sometimes three times. That's what Bella Lugosi said. Where do you get the insulin? I can get anything. I get insulin connections right up to the Yahoo. No problem. Yes, problem. Oh, and I was going to hand my wings in myself. Now, Dangerous Dan's got 842. I only need three to tie. Four to make Chopper Pilot of the Year. You'll have to settle for miscongeniality. Sorry, Jack. Nobody's going to ground me yet. Nobody. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Why don't you start us off, Al? I liked it. Um, the return of Hot Lips. Woohoo! Yeah. Mister, I know Med's Mister because yeah. <laughs> he was he was sending me he was sending me text messages and and uh, private messages on Facebook. He was he was missing Hot Lips, and then when when he watched the episode where she came back, he was like, I can't, "I'm gonna cry." Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the thing that I, I it, it, we just get to see how stupid Frank really is. Really, um, he wakes up a patient. As, as the patient's recuperating, 
and he, to give him the Purple Heart or, you know, give him the proclamation yeah, that he that won the Purple Heart. Yeah, that sounds like a Frank thing. Yeah. He's an idiot. Is this Corporal Owens? Howard Owens? Right there. Oh. Corporal? Uh, hey. Corporal Owens? Frank, Frank, he's supposed to sleep. This is a little more important than sleep, Pally. Look alive there. The President of the United States is proud to award Corporal Howard W. Owens the Order of the Purple Heart as a tribute to his devotion to duty and sacrifice made in the line of that duty and in the face of the enemy. <gasps> He's asleep with excitement, Frank. Come on, wake up, Owens. Don't you understand? You're getting the Purple Heart. Uh, sorry, sir. This is my second one. Lucky pup. I'd do anything to earn one, short of getting wounded. I would assume wouldn't isn't it safe to assume that everybody in in the mash you know or and in the in the recovery room got a purple heart because you know they were wounded in the line of duty that's what a purple heart is for oh you say if you get injured you you automatically get the purple heart then yeah 99 percent of the time if you're injured especially if you're injured in a battle yeah during a war you're eligible for the purple heart also because quite a lot of people got it then yeah. So it's not because because obviously not knowing really my my American military kind of history, you kind of it, it's made out in Mash that getting the Purple Heart. I mean, obviously it's a brave thing to do fighting anyway, but they kind of make it out as if it's a really rare kind of kind of medal, yeah. isn't it? Really, That's, That's, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I can't remember which episode it was or which season it was, but Frank put in for a Purple Heart because he he got uh, a shell injury. Remember that? And it was yeah, an yeah, egg it was shell. a splinter, wasn't it? So it was an eggshell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> an eggshell. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, was, he was yeah. cut by an eggshell. Yeah. It was just crazy. It was crazy. Um yeah, I mean I, I thought it was I thought it was an okay uh episode. Um entertaining. I like Robert Hogan. There's something about that about him as an actor. He's just he's just got a personality that that you like. I mean, because you never really know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Mm. No. Yeah, and one thing that I noticed for the first time in this episode was um, Radar's gigantic mole on his forehead was gone. <laughs> oh, did he finally get it removed? Yeah, I think I think he paid a he paid a rat a quarter to nod off. <laughs> 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 yeah, and just one little nitpick thing um, at the end when uh, they they finally ground um, Jack for good. Mm-hmm. What does BJ do? Okay, give him to me. So he gives him his insignias and his needle because, you know, that's all it takes to keep somebody from stealing a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for him to give him, like, the keys or something to the chopper. You know, why would you give him his needle? Because he needs it to survive. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it was an entertaining episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you pretty much. It was, it was good. It was entertaining. I have written down good episode. Um, I didn't think it was anything to write home about. Um, even though I do remember this episode. I remembered most of it. So it must be memorable enough for me to retain, you know, when I saw the title, I knew exactly what episode it was. Meds, what'd you think? Uh, well, I don't have any notes uh, on this. Um, I actually really do like the episode. No surprise there, according to these. Um, the, uh, I'll put that in about Robert Hogan. He really does smile a lot because he's called Smiling Jack. And uh, all the images I've, I've, I've found them when I was doing the, the, uh, the, you know, the actor stuff. Every picture is virtually he's smiling, so that man just must be a really happy man. I love the chopper flying uh, when they, they pick him up, and you know it's meant to be the the chopper's too heavy. That's some mm-hmm. really good chopper flying. Yes. That is to be so 
low and, and go across. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really, I really quite like the episode. Um, I just like the. There's not a lot to it. I mean, it is all about the chopper pilot buggering off when he's not meant to. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, all in all, it's um, yeah, really enjoyable. Like, I could go back and watch that again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed at the end, though, because you think he finally did it. And he. Yeah, you know, I, I actually quite like that. I like the fact that he, he kind of looks, but the, the, the fact that he realizes he hasn't won it when that other guy comes in. And you're thinking, oh, you're just going to be a jerk now and, and run after your helicopter. But he just kind of, again, he smiles no, and kind of looks. I agree. Just, you know. I like the way he reacted to it. I just felt bad for the character that, you know, he he put his whole like career on the line to get these last four people in to, you know, to beat it. And then two seconds later, uh, Dan was a danger Dan, dangerous, Dan. dangerous Dan. Yeah. You know, so uh, but yeah, but you're right. He took it like a man and he realized I was beaten. So, um, yeah, definitely good stuff. Yep. How you doing, Owen? OK. Can I talk to you, Doc? Why do you think I came to Korea? You know anything about psychiatry? Enough to know I'm not supposed to go steady with my mother. A little. I don't want to go back to the fighting. Mm, Sounds serious. You may be coming down with mental health. This is the second time I've been clobbered. This will be the second time they'll put me back in the line. You ever been up there? I haven't had the pleasure. Uh, the Chinese blow bugles and whistles. They put up a racket. Boy, it's scary. Why don't I quit? Go AWOL. I just keep going back. Like without me, there's no war. We all take orders. Some take them better than others. You're a good order taker. It's not a death wish, is it? I read something about self-destruction. You're not the self-destructive type. Take it from the man who keeps putting his finger in the pencil sharpener. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our behind the scenes for this episode. I will start us off. This is the first of 44 episodes directed by Charles S. Dubin. The last being episode 254. Okay, um, the PA announcement at the end of the episode is a reference to the Battle of Saint-Marie, also known as Gloucester's Hill, or the Battle of the Imjin River. In this battle, the 1st Battalion of the Gloucestershire Regiment, known as the Gloucesters, part of the British 29th Infantry Brigade, fought a four-day battle against overwhelming Chinese forces. Although completely surrounded, hugely outnumbered, and short of ammunition, the Gloucesters continued to fight delaying the Chinese advance long enough for other UN troops to establish a new defensive line where the Chinese advance was finally halted. 46 of the 700 men made it to the UN lines. Following the battle, the glorious Gloucesters, as they became known, was awarded the US Distinguished Unit Citation for exceptionally outstanding performance of duty and extraordinary heroism in action. While the British awards included two Victoria Crosses, Mention of this battle in the PA announcement places the date of this episode is to set as being between April the 22nd and the 25th of 1951, with the high casualty figure indicating a most probable date of either the 24th or the 25th of April. Oops. Lieutenant Mitchell's insulin syringe, seen in the officers club and at the end, is a modern plastic syringe that was not yet in use during the Korean War. 
Oh, well. BJ tells Corporal Owens that he hasn't had the pleasure of being at the front, but in Der Tag did go to a battalion aid station at the front. Mm. Uh, Jack says that he needs insulin, sometimes three times a day, and Orko responds, that's what Bella Lugosi said. It's an obvious reference to Dracula in 1931. <laughs> the thing is, you get conditioned, you know? Yeah. When I hear a twig snap, I think it's a North Korean creeping up on me, ready to slit my throat. When I hear a twig snap, I think it's my Uncle Ed coming to catch me with my National Geographic. You know, the African pictures? When they sent me back to the Evac hospital, all the nurses there wore rubber-soled shoes. At night, it sounded just like those sneakers the Chinese wear. Really? You're half sunk in the mud, and you hear that squeak. You know they're coming to get you. I never sleep in the hospital. Now they're sending me back. Well, listen, uh, hey, maybe you should take this. It's my lucky four-leaf clover. It's a little squished. Uh, I had it in my pocket when a jeep ran over me. But mostly it works, though. It makes you feel like nothing can happen to you. Can you spare it? Oh, sure. I think I need less luck back here. Gee. You're a nice guy. I used to get hit if I wasn't. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you can send us your feedback to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the Mash 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash 4077 podcast and remember you can follow us on itunes direct download or of course from stitcher radio just search for mash 4077 podcast all right cool so i think that's going to do it for this episode i think we all enjoyed this episode smiling jack yeah mm-hmm. all right well i'm kenny i'm simon and i'm the dude and <laughs> we'll be seeing ya Wildest pilot I ever knew, old Duncan McShane. Flew his plane through a hangar once, came out the other side, turned around, did the same thing again. His squadron leader yelled up, I thought I told you to put that plane in the hangar. McShane yells back, I've had it there twice, why don't someone lock the door? (laughs) Didn't get quite a repertoire from three wars, eh, Colonel? Sad to say. Of the three wars, Colonel, Hmm? which would you say was the worst? Attention all personnel. By the close of today's fighting, the 1st Battalion of the Gloucester Regiment has lost an estimated 500 men of its 600-man complement. Each and every one, Hawkeye. Each and every one.
My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Dennis Court, who played Cora, 
Cool. <laughs> that was that was from that science fiction movie. Cool. It was cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is the first of forty-four episodes directed by Charles. This is the. Uh, 